This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Kicking off hour number three of the show, Vinny Bonsignor is on vacation all week long, so... We're going to hold it down here on Unnecessary Roughness. Three hours long, three hours strong. On Thursday, we'll get off at 4.30 due to Aviators Baseball. On Friday, we'll get off at 5.15, and we'll be at the TI. So just got ahead, put that in your notes. But uh, one extra hour of radio, you know I'm never, never upset with that. We got plenty to get to and stuff that we probably won't get to uh, before the show's over. It's just be like, man, where'd the time go? It's just kind of what happens each and every day. Had a lot of feedback so far on the Raider Nation listener line and also the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Make sure when you text in 69187, then make sure you put the letters R-N-R space in your message. That means that we'll be sure to get it, and ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, will not get it. A lot of times people just text 69187 and then the message, and that's going to go to them, not us. So we want to make sure that we get your feedback so we can read it on the air and talk about it. And we do appreciate any time that you fe- you give us some feedback. Uh, if it's a lot, cool. If it's just a little, that's great too. It doesn't matter. Whenever you get that opportunity, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, Marcelo, he hit us up another way by way of Twitter. At R&R, 920 AM, at your boy Q254, at Damon, that's D-M-O-N underscore the boss. Matter of fact, if you're on Twitter right now, make sure you go follow Damon. He's pretty funny on Twitter. He's a, he, he's, a, he's a pretty good character on Twitter. Hell, he's a character in life, but he's a character on Twitter. So make sure you go ahead and give him a follow, at Damon underscore the boss. And uh, Marcelo, a.k.a. I am Vice, tweeted and said, a Raider player that was must-watch TV for me, was not for what he did on the field, but on the silver screen. That's Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, Predator, Happy Gilmore, Action Jackson, a non-Raider. It'd be Oral Hershiser. <sighs> I was good with Carl Weathers. I was good with that. That's fine. I mean, it's 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 thinking outside the box. That's cool. Throw in the damn town. Right. <laughs> I was cool with that. And then he had to go there and go Oral Hershiser. And we all know how I feel about those damn Dodgers and what they did to my A's. Back in the day. So thank you, I Am Vice. You're my buddy, so I'll let it slide. But it kind of hurt my feelings. Just a little bit. Just saying. And I actually have a funny little thing, story about the A's coming up sometime before this show is over as well. And I'm not trying to just pile up on on uh, the Oakland Coliseum and the A's. But, I mean, these stories, they write themselves, right? I'm not making these things up. These are actually stories that are coming out about them. So we'll bring that up before the show is over. But thank you for that tweet. Now I want to get into something else. And honestly, Raider Nation, I don't know what this is. DeMond apparently has heard this. Jared, not Raider Rod, but Jared uh, uh, from the press box on ESPN Las Vegas, he's in on it. Apparently Tyler and Ed are in on it. I don't know what this is. I just have, I know it has to do with basketball. And you, when you pick Tyler on your team, which was a terrible decision, and then you (laughs) pick Jared, you picked Ed, which Ed has a jumper. So that's cool. Who else did you pick on your team, McMillan? Yeah, you know. How come you didn't pick like Willie? Willie is your workout buddy. How come you didn't pick out Willie? Workout buddy. Willie blew out his knee trying to lift some weights. I can't trust him on a basketball court. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know. Did you not see that Willie blew out his knee? I didn't know. No. Oh, Willie like basically blew out his knee about a month ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Trying to squat. I I didn't know that. Well, 
His bad. One bad cut. <laughs> yeah. He'd be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's there's a couple other athletes that you could have picked, but you just chose not to. So, okay. Who else did you pick on your team? Uh, that was it. I said, give me the entire morning press box, and you were like, give me Cofield and company oh, yeah. and Sam and, Gordon. And, oh, yeah, and Adam Hill. I got, oh, yeah, Cofield and company, Adam Hill. Oh, yeah, that's Ari, right. Ari. Steve Cofield. Ari, Ari's going to do nothing. He's going to, he's going to like, he shouldn't even be on the court. Ari is terrible, but I'm just thinking. You know thinking, what? Sam Gordon might scare me, but if it was just the four, it was just a four on four. Yeah, me in the press box versus you and Cofield and Company. I'm not worried about a thing. Well, because Ari, he's going to be a liability. Yeah. Like he's a big time liability. Ari has no athletic bone in his body. And with this clip, I want to leave the mics on because I want to see. I want to catch your okay. real time reaction. Okay. For what what they had to say on the morning press box. Okay. Well, this morning I believe they talked about our little basketball scenario. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. I've never heard this. So let's go for it. Oh, it no doesn't choice. matter because you know, give me maybe Bischoff. I, you know, I'm assuming that he can, you know, he wants Bischoff, to take championship. You're taking Bischoff? Yeah, you know, somebody Come maybe, on. maybe Jared to set a couple take, of screens and I'm oh, good. Oh man, hey, if Who you take you Tyler, take? you take Tyler. You better get. You better be playing soccer, not basketball. Who's your brother. first pick? You're locked in the press box. Uh, so the audio that, that Jared thing just played, that was uh, Demon. And Q over on Raider Nation Radio. I assume they were discussing basketball players at Lotus Broadcasting. No, they they are trying to get together a Lotus Broadcasting basketball game where they are the two team captains, similar to something we did on Technically Correct, like five years ago. Yeah, we did all media though. Yeah, they want Lotus exclusive. And Demond's first pick out the gate was you, and and Q's was Adam Hill, and. Basically, Q thinks you've never played basketball. You played soccer, and I'm I'm sitting there listening to this to cut the sound. Obviously, laughing, going, "I've seen him play soccer. I've never he's played gotta soccer be, in my life. He's got to be better <laughs> at basketball. Well, I've seen, well, I've seen you hit a, try to hit a crossbar. How tall? And play how, goalie. How tall is Q? Uh, I would say Q is a, either a short six foot or a tall five five ten. Five ten. I'm the best basketball player at this company. Oh, God. I would say that that uh, that is not even a question. And I, I'm trying to think all the people at the company. Yeah, it's not it's not so a high bar to clear. It goes. Ooh, it basically like gets into it. the weeds. But somehow Q got all of Cofield and company, and Demond got us. I don't and know. I'm, and I'm literally, I'm literally sitting there as like I have a seven foot. Like literally, my arms are freakishly long. Just put them up. Tyler's like six three and has played like plays basketball. We are going to destroy these people. Q. Uh, what if Q's son got all his talent from Q? Q's son's a college basketball player. Isn't Q's son like six six? <laughs> yep. I, I'm just saying, maybe he got some of his skill. <laughs> I, I look. I don't know anything about either Q Demond, or his, his is, basketball playing or his. Well, his son must be really good. He's in college. He's playing in college. He must be really, really good. Devon is 5'4 and was a captain for uh, on his, on his what's basketball the teams? team. It's, right now, it's Damon, the three of us, versus Q, Cofield and company. So basically, uh, I'm going to hard foul Ari, and it'll be Steve and Adam Hill and Q versus the, the four of us. All right, so uh, it's... Yeah. It's not close. My my, I've never seen Q play basketball. He's the only one that I'm. I mean, Adam Hill, I think, can shoot, 
But other than I that, I played with Cofield and Adam, and Adam can shoot. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing. Uh, their plan is to feed the post with Cofield and Adam, and oh, I'm just they'll miss, there. they'll miss plenty of shots. Um, I'll I, just put my arm. I've never seen up. Q play basketball. Maybe Q is really good at basketball, and his son plays college basketball. Yeah. Otherwise, we're dominating. So dominating. That's fine. That's cool. I I love the confidence. The confidence is great. I'm not worried about Tyler at all. At I'm all. not gonna lie. I was a little worried about Tyler. Maybe skeptical, but hearing him talk his, I feel even better about it. Well, no, that's fine, right, no, He's supposed to be confident. I hope. Hey, man, I hope he is good because you're you're gonna need as much talent on your team as possible. Granny's got a jumper, as apparently, which is cool. Jared. He's the last of the Mohicans that is worried about anything. Him and Ari will cancel each other out. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't care how long his wingspan is. Jared is, no. I'm not, yep. Yeah, Jared I'm not worried about at all. Just pass the ball. He might not even hold the ball. He might just go and The less the better, you're right. He might go stand in the corner with Ari and just watch. (laughs) Start talking about it. So this is what I'm going to do. With Tyler's confidence, I love it. I'll switch off on Tyler. I'll let you and... I don't know. Maybe Cofield will have to guard you. I don't know. I'll go switch off on Tyler and make sure he's locked down. I love it. I love it. And then maybe he'll stick with me and we'll have a good time. I like that. I like that. Maybe this will turn into a, instead of me against you, maybe it'll end up turning into a me versus Tyler. Yeah, because he's the one who took the most offense. No, no, it's cool. He said bar none. The bar is well, low. No, well, yeah, he did. But you know what's funny about that is Jared's like, I've seen you play soccer. And he's like, I've never played soccer in my life. So who's lying? Oh, Jared, uh, he made it sound like maybe he just maybe tried to take a couple of free kicks. But I don't think he's ever like played like organized okay. soccer. Okay. Well, I know so- Tyler's a big soccer fan. Yeah. So just so a fan. I was giving him credit of being a soccer player when really he's just a soccer fan. That's cool. He's got that state championship ring for basketball. Perfect. I don't know what he did. Hey, I'm not mad at him. He was on the team. I, hey, hey, good, <laughs> good. So that's a, hey. Then maybe that was a good pick for you. So then me and Tyler will have a real good game, and the rest of you guys will just be there. But the rest of but you know, but when Adam now. Adam he said Adam could shoot jumpers. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put Adam out there to shoot jumpers then. That's, I can get rebounds. I can grab boards all day. I can do all that. Nobody to match you now. Jared, he's going to have to leave Ari alone. We'll just, he's yeah. going to have to at least you know, put an elbow in, in Adam Hill's back or something. Right. And I don't know what Cofield can bring to the table. I just know that he's a little bit – I have more confidence in him than I have in Jared. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Not much. Not much. But a little bit. The fact that Jared goes through three packs a day is not looking <laughs> exactly. good. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Jared is a, is a chimney. So I don't think that, you One know. One trip up the court, he's asking for a sub. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. And then, of course, we have, you have McMillan. So he, no, let's just keep, if we just keep it at these four. Oh, so now we're just doing fours. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Because hey, I mean. I'm down for whatever. As I said on Twitter over the weekend, I'll, I'll play one-on-one with anyone. I don't care. I'm good. I'm good with that. It's not a true measure of, you know, your basketball talent, though. Well, no, because they said that me and you need to play one-on-one. So I said, cool, I, I'm down with that, too. I'm good with that. Whatever. Let's do it. Let's do it. When's the last time you play basketball? Oh, okay. So now, now you don't want the you don't want the one on one smoke. I'm just asking you when's the last time you played basketball. Oh, um uh, it's been since I moved here. I played I played since I've been here. There's a little gym around the corner from the house. So Cause I'm not gonna underestimate you. I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna be sick. If I give you the ball and you blow past me and do a 360 or something. No, I'm not going to do a 360. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to blow past you, but I'm not going to do a 360. I'll be sick if it's just like, oh, you didn't know that. You no, know, no. You just call me Dr. Duncan. No, 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 no. Like, I'm not going to do all that. I'm not going to do all that, but I'll take it to the hole multiple times. I may shoot a jumper if I want to, but I'm going to take it to if the rim. If you want to. No, seriously. Most of the time, I'm going to take it to the rim. Like, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. Come on, Key. You see this body right here. What makes you think you can pass me? Like I said, most of the time, I'm going to go to the rim. You calling call your own fouls or what's up? No. I play outside, man. I'm good. I ain't worried about you. 
Don't worry about you. Gonna be ending up on your back, man. You know, <laughs> nothing that's, easy. That's what I ain't gonna do. Nothing easy around here. <laughs> okay, okay. Nothing easy around here. Look here, bro. <laughs> Look here, bro. I done played with a lot tougher dudes than you. I ain't you know, worried about you. A little bit of that form, you I'm know, my guy. You start thinking different. My daddy hit me harder than you hit me, or will ever hit me. My daddy put more wood on me than than you. I ain't worried about that. Trust and believe. I am not worried about that. So this should be fun. Let's go ahead and put it together whenever y'all ready. Let's go. Let's make it happen. All right, let me coordinate with my team. Let them know. I got. I said there's a court around the uh, – I mean, you want to play outside? You want to play inside? Because I know, you know, the, the 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 new age kids, they can't play on the concrete. Y'all got to play inside on the on the inside the gym and all that good stuff. You got to have it air conditioned. Got to have the temperatures right. Look, I can play outside on the concrete. I ain't worried about it. See, imagine if we tried to go out today. You know, it'd be too much. The conditions, the wind. The conditions are never too much. Exactly. Man, you can't even see on the roads right now. That's fine. I'm, I'm not driving a the car. I'm not driving the car. I'm shooting hoops. You know, so I would prefer a controlled environment. I figured you, you would. You know, the kids these days are right about that. Okay. That's fair. It's easier on the knees. I'm cool with that, too. That's all good. No, you're going to need it. Hey, you ain't lying. I'll have the <laughs> hey, I'll have the knee braces and everything on. I'm not no fool. I just know how to play the game. 4.15 is the time. That was that was decent. That was decent, cute audio from them. That's cool. I'm glad that they had at least one good segment on today's show. Whoa. <laughs> Coming after the show now. <laughs> Take that bitch off. <laughs> Fired, baby. <laughs> 4.15 is the time when we come back. We'll read some of your calls and texts. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Coming up in less than 10 minutes, Sigmund Bloom, footballguys.com. He'll join us to talk all things NFL draft. Been very NFL draft heavy today. Had a lot of good stuff so far on today's show. Last segment talked all things our basketball game that we're supposed to be organizing around here. We'll see whatever, whatever happens with that. It sounds fun. This could be my greatest piece of content ever. The payoff of a basketball game to never come. <laughs> Can't lose if we never play. Hey, I'm, I'm excited. I want to play. We've had multiple people text in and say, hey, we're ready. We're ready. Let us know when and where we're there. I am Vice said, hey, I'll be there watching. He's ready. Everyone's ready. We've built it up. The hype is there. Now we got to go play. Now all we need to do is find a sponsor and sell it. Oh, there you go. No, not doing this for free. Well, well, you know, <laughs> we got to make sure that we reach out to our sales department and give them our names and tell them how to spell our names. And... Oh, Demon is a tricky one. I know you think yours is tricky. <laughs> oh, but buddy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But we got to make sure that our sales team knows who we are. Even if we've been here almost a year, it's all good. So there was a story about the Oakland Coliseum that I want to bring to the table real quick. And really, this is just because Mayor Libby Schaff has ran her mouth not once, not twice, but at least three times about the city of Las Vegas. And I don't want anyone to get it twisted. I love Oakland like the next person does. I love the Coliseum. I love all the people there in Oakland. I love the A's. Too bad they're just not the team that they were. I get it. They have their own way of doing business. Fine, so be it. But for no reason should Libby Schaff go off and talk the way she has about the city of Las Vegas. It just seems to me very uneducated. 
But going back to last week, she basically called the city of Las Vegas a gross desert, and then she doubled down and said that the the construction and architecture is tacky and all that other good stuff. You know, just really any kind of any kind of way she could throw mud at the city of Vegas, she did. So that's fine. Then I saw this report today. I had let everything go. Over the weekend, I just let it go. I L-I-G'd it. Let it go. But then I saw this report earlier before the show, and I found it to be funny. Apparently, feral cats have multiplied since the coronavirus, and the kittens are running wild. And you ask me, Q, what does this have to do with anything? Because they're running wild at the Oakland Coliseum. And anyone who is unfamiliar with feral cats, Damon, those are wild cats, right? Yes. These are the cats that you don't want to try to pick up and go here kitty kitty to. <laughs> I don't do that anyway because I'm allergic to cats. But I know a lot of people do. Oh, that cat's cute. And what will they do? <laughs> that, was a, that was a sound effect made by DeMond. I like that. So, okay, going on with this report. The good news is at the Coliseum, the rat population has decreased substantially. A positive. The bad news is the cats are now gaining access to the inside of the arena and are having a field day on the A's turf, causing a nuisance. We have requested assistance from the city's animal control department and are trying to devise a plan to humanely relocate them and maybe try an adoption strategy with some of our patrons. In the meantime, this is the kicker. In the meantime, we need to make sure we reduce their steady food supply by keeping our dumpsters well secured. End quote. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a real story. That is a real story that's going on at the Oakland Coliseum right now with Feral cats that it's are a hell running of an wild. in-game promotion. We've heard a bat night. We've heard a bobblehead night. <laughs> now you're getting cat night. So I only bring this up. Again, I bring this up not out of disrespect to the city of Oakland, not out of disrespect to the A's, but out of disrespect to Libby Schaff. Because while she's crapping on the city of Las Vegas, shouldn't she be more concerned about the fact that there's a bunch of gross cats running around the Coliseum? Yeah, they ate all, all the mice up and the rats up. That's great. But now they're basically tearing up the field that the A's play on and to try to eliminate that, they have to make sure that their dumpsters stay secure. How about you dump the dumpsters? How about you clean the trash? How about you keep everything away and go and get the cats out and then move on? How about you just handle your business? What did I say last week? Take care of home. Take care of your house before you worry about someone else's house. I'm sure it's a much tougher job than you made it sound, Q. I don't think it is. I think if you have a bad problem with something, you go in there and you handle it. If you have a cat problem and they're wild cats that you don't want to pet because they're not cute and cuddly, first of all, why are you trying to send them to an adoption agency? If they're going to go, like you said, why would I want that to be around my child? Well, maybe you can be break the cycle. Okay. You don't want these you know, cats to be put down. I'm not saying put them down. Just put them somewhere else. Just saying. So... Again, while she's worried about what's going on here in Vegas, shouldn't she be worried about what's going on in her home, around her house, around the team that's currently there, currently right now? Shouldn't she be taking care of their stadium and the issues that they're having with now feral cats? Am I wrong? Not at all. I mean, I've been to Allegiant Stadium a lot of times. I don't see no wild cats running around. Not a one. And if they did... I'm sure they would handle it just like any other human being that had any kind of intelligence. Hey, there's a problem. Let's solve it. They wait until the season starts and all of a sudden they're having an issue on the ace field. 
How about you had all this time leading up to it? You didn't notice that there was feral cats running around the Coliseum before the season started? You couldn't have handled it already? Just saying. If I'm Oakland, I'm I'm putting the spin on this. We deployed the cats as an issue to take care of the mice. But now we lost control of the cats. Exactly. I'm just saying. Mayor Libby Shaft, and I tweeted this earlier. Matter of fact, my exact tweet was, hold on. I got to find it. Give you a minute. Give me a second. Maybe this is an issue Libby Shaft should worry about as opposed to the desert and architecture here in Las Vegas. I was very nice and polite about it. I didn't say anything mean. But get your blank together. Handle your stuff. Handle your business. We'll handle ours. 427 is the time. Speaking of handling business, Sigmund Bloom, footballguys.com. He'll join the show next to talk all things NFL draft. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at the end of the month right here in Las Vegas is going to be the NFL Draft. Very excited about that. April 28th to 30th. And to help us talk about the NFL Draft and break it down right now is my good buddy Sigmund Bloom from uh, footballguys.com. You can find Sigmund on Twitter, at Sigmund Bloom. And Sigmund, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I really do appreciate you and the draft. I mean, it's it's quickly getting here, and it's so funny because every year we're always talking about quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. But this year, the quarterback class is not so sexy as it as it normally is. Are you looking at any of these guys as, as big-time franchise potential quarterbacks, or are these guys just other guys? How are you feeling these quarterbacks right now? It, there's a variety here. So you have, uh, say, Kenny Pickett from Pitt, the highest floor or most pro-ready to put out on the field for week one, but maybe not the highest ceiling. And Malik Willis out of Liberty, you have the highest ceiling with his arm talent, his athleticism, but his game is still embryonic. There's still a lot of development left there. Uh, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati is somewhere in between. Those are probably our first three quarterbacks off the board. But Carson Strong, who your listeners know well from Nevada, is the best pure pocket passer, mm. and there's the unknown of his knee. So if his knee is sound and he's in the right offense, he might be the best quarterback out of this draft. Sam Howell out of North Carolina has some good qualities. So there's definitely some quarterbacks here. Matt Corral out of Old Miss, another one. Howell and Corral are quarterbacks where their systems have helped them. Lane Kiffin down at Ole Miss – what will they be in the NFL without those systems to help them? It could be very good. It could be very bad. So all of these quarterbacks are – they have risks and they have rewards, and we'll see how much quarterback desperation pushes them up the board in a few weeks. Yeah, no, we really will. And we know one thing, that every team needs a quarterback. You know, So somebody's going to mm-hmm. try to make sure they go and get their guy. Will it be this upcoming draft or another one? Uh, that's that's remained to be seen. Now, as far as depth goes, uh, it seems like to me corner and wide receiver is pretty – deep is there any other position that stands out to you as far as depth well offensive tackle is deep at least at the top of the draft okay. i think of teams holding top 10 picks uh and after the top two or edges are off the board we're probably going to see a run of offensive tackles so at least for uh, teams picking in the top 10 offensive tackle looks like a good position. But I think one of the biggest positions to watch indeed is wide receiver because we saw an explosion in wide receiver pay. And that might really put an emphasis on getting that cost controlled fifth year for wide receivers like we've seen it emphasized 
for quarterbacks. So I think we may see more wide receivers go in the first round because of the contracts that were handed out to Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. Right, no doubt. And, of course, we're here on Raider Nation Radio 920, so we paid attention to the Raiders and what they're doing. Devontae Adams was the domino that got everything started. What did you make of all the money dished out to wide receivers? And and even to take it a step further, all the movement that's gone on the NFL this offseason. Well, I think there's a couple of layers here. One is the player empowerment era where players that have a high enough status can indeed decide what's going to happen next in their career. And we're seeing clarity, uh, a team like Kansas City, knowing that we're we're not willing to pay you that, uh, but we're willing to trade you to a team that will. And I think that is only going to continue. On the other side of it, I think what we're seeing is teams that are trying to get out ahead of the pay explosion. And at every point, I think if folks look back, look back 20 years, the top cap number in the NFL was around three to four million dollars. <laughs> wow. That was just 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> uh, we can look back even like eight years ago. Nobody had a cap number over 20 million dollars eight years ago. So at every point, even when these contracts seem ridiculous and player by player basis some of them do end up being ridiculous but the overall pay scale teams are always rewarded for committing early the longer you wait to commit the higher the price is going to go up so i think some of these contracts that we're seeing are going to look like bargains in a year or two and uh, the smart teams are figuring out how to get ahead of the curve instead of having their decisions controlled by what happens at the end of the curve. You know, you're spot on with that. I remember there was a time where Derek Carr was the highest paid quarterback in the league. (laughs) And it wasn't that long ago, you know? No, no. (laughs) So, you know, to see the numbers that the quarterbacks are getting right now, you kind of look and shake your head. But you're right. A couple years from now, we'll say, yeah, that's pretty good bargain right there. Not not a bad deal for that quarterback. Again, we're talking with Sigmund Bloom from footballguys.com here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, for the Raiders, in particular, they don't pick until the third round because of Devontae Adams. They gave up their first round pick and their second round pick. So if you're a front office that doesn't pick until, uh, like I said, the, the third round, they pick at 86, how do you kind of navigate through the draft? Do you just sit there and follow your board and see how it goes and, and take the best player available? How do you think that they navigate that? Yeah, I think that they're going to have to be patient. The trap you don't want to fall into is getting over eager. Maybe you have a player with the first round grade who's falling through the second round, but now you're stealing from next year to go ahead and get a player because you're feeling left out on draft weekend. And I think the way you put it is a good way for Raiders fans to think about it. Devontae Adams was your draft this year. <laughs> right. And let me tell you, that's a pretty good draft. That's going to improve your team. The Super Bowl is coming. We have this amazing arms race in the AFC. I think the Raiders have a wonderful allure of the unknown because of Josh McDaniels. Maybe he'll follow in the footsteps of his boss, former boss, Bill Belichick, and that second gig will be the one that he uses everything he learned when he failed in his first gig. I think it's really exciting to see what this team was even able to do when John Gruden was ushered out the door last year. There's a lot of of potential that is untapped, 
and it's an exciting time to be a Raiders fan, even if you won't hear a pick until well into the second day. Right, absolutely. And the thing about it is with the draft being in Las Vegas, I'm sure Raider fans will find plenty to do in Vegas. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty to do here while you're waiting for the Raiders to make a pick, so I'm sure they'll be highly entertained. Now, Sigmund, I wanted to ask you about a couple guys that I'm anticipating to be lower round guys, just because, again, like I mentioned, the Raiders only picked till number 86, so if they stay pat, I'm looking at a couple guys. One is Leo Chanel, the linebacker from Wisconsin, a thumper, a guy who could rush the quarterback, but he also could drop in coverage a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on Chanel? Do you think he's a third-round guy? Yeah, I think that, like you said, uh, dropping into coverage is important. Uh, he's certainly been overlooked, but I think coming into the draft, there are more people that are because of his weight. Uh, and I think that it's 6'2", 260, you have somebody who can play the run, but he also can be a linebacker who doesn't leave the field because of his coverage ability. And why that's important is we're seeing more and more these teams dropping eight into coverage to try to take away the big plays from a Patrick Mahomes, uh, all the quarterbacks that the Raiders are going to face this year. So a quarterback, a, a linebacker, who can hold his own against the run when teams are trying to take advantage of running against those light fronts because defenses are conceding the uh, lo low number box so they can take away the big play. You want that player who can fill the gap against the run and has that stout old school build, but also is not a liability in coverage. Uh, he's a smart player. He has uh, certainly a motor that runs hot. And I think that the, absolutely he's going to be a player that maybe because of his position is underrated, but he could help a team right away. And as the linebacker position, we talked earlier about the corners and wide receiver being pretty deep. The linebackers, to me, seems like it's really thin. Is there a chance that a linebacker will be drafted way higher than he should have gone just because there's not a whole lot to choose from? Yeah, and also, and, you know, we're looking also this with um, uh, Kyle Hamilton, the, the safety out yeah. of Notre Dame. And, yep. and, and the, the linebacker I'd bring up is Devin Lloyd mm. out of Utah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and if a team is, say, picking in the top 10, and Hamilton might be the best player in this whole draft, but you have this idea of positional value. And positional value comes in when you look at the pay scale at a position safety and linebacker are just not the premium positions that's quarterback wide receiver uh, and corner so a team however say like the giants a, a team like the jets picking twice in the top 10 might be more inclined to take that high floor player where maybe you're not getting as much cost savings as when you hit on a position with more positional value but you know you're getting a player that has got a high probability of hitting compared to some of the edge rushers some of, of the cornerbacks that maybe have a, a little bit lower floor but can save you some money more money playing on their rookie contract talking all things nfl draft right now with sigmund bloom from footballguys.com you can find sigmund on twitter at sigmund bloom at sigmund bloom and uh sigmund i wanted to ask you about the running back position i mean it's the running backs haven't been talked about a whole lot and i think that there's some really good guys in this draft but the value just isn't there for running backs as it used yeah. to be back in the day uh there are a couple guys that stand out to you that you're intrigued by and and how early do you think we'll hear our first running back pulled off the board I don't think we'll see a running back in the first round. Mm. It's possible. Uh, Tampa Bay, for instance, uh, is a team that could take a running back at the end of the first round. But what we've actually seen is running back pay going down at a time when we're all talking about all of this explosion in salary. 
all of the teams signing running backs to second contracts and regretting it have really depressed the pay at the position. And now a starting running back is $7 million, $8 million a year where we had a peak of 12 13 $14 million a year. The Panthers wanted to potentially trade Christian McCaffrey, and I, I think his contract is an albatross. They weren't yeah. going to get anywhere near what they wanted. Saquon Barkley is only going to cost 7 or $8 million this year, and the Giants can't get more than a fourth-round pick for him. <laughs> so it's just a position that is really undervalued as far as the NFL, even though the importance is strong. Now, as far as who we have, we have Brees Hall out of Iowa State, who's the most athletically talented but maybe not the most refined. Uh, and then we have Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State, who is that poundered, a downhill tackle breaker. He's got some long speed. He's got some agility. Maybe not as developed in the passing game, but a team that wants to bolster that run. Because what we're that pendulum effect, again, defenses dropping more players in the coverage, taking away the big play against the pass, is going to maybe get power running back in vogue. So that is a guy, uh, Kenneth Walker, out of Michigan State, who could be that top running back. And then we'll watch Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M, mm. who started as a freshman there, did not have a good combine. Now, his agent said it was because he was injured. I do think we're going to see in his final draft slot whether teams are scared because of that combine that maybe he didn't have the athleticism we expected or they're trusting the tape, they're trusting his production, they're trusting playing in the SEC, that he is a running back worth a pick on the second day and worth a starting running back slot for his new team. Sigmund, before we let you go, I did want to ask you about one offensive lineman. Uh, This guy I'm very intrigued by just because he is just a monster of a man, and that's uh, offensive tackle Daniel Falele out of Minnesota, 6'8", 380-plus pounds. I mean, He's a monster dude. It takes a country mile to run around him. But what are your thoughts on on Falele? Yeah, well, I think that we can look back to uh, Jordan Mailata mm. from uh, the Eagles. Remember, they spent a seventh-round pick on him. He was a, a rugby convert, and it's ended up being one of the best picks in the last 10 years. You get your left tackle that late in the draft. Uh, and, and this is a, a, something I think that we can look at. I remember as a kid when – there was a 300 pounder on the field. That was a big deal. The fridge. <laughs> right. Uh, and now we're just seeing these guys get stronger, bigger, but still just as athletic. Uh, and I, I think that you, there's a chance here that he could be the first Minnesota offensive tackle to be drafted uh, in 20 years. Mm. Uh, so that is putting that program, that, that unit back on the map. Uh, in the senior bowl, they got to see him up close to see he's not just a, a physical specimen. So uh, I, I think that absolutely he's, you probably see him in the second day. Uh, and I, I would see a player that maybe a year or two from now could be just as good as those offensive tackles going in the top 10. I like it. I like it. I'm intrigued by the size, but I know he's a heck of an athlete, and I know he hasn't been playing football a whole long time either. I mean, no. he's just kind of new to the game, so I think there's a lot of room to grow right there. So he's one of those guys I have my my eye on. Well, Sigmund, it's always great to catch up with you, my man. You do a fantastic job over at footballguys.com. Matter of fact, before I let you go, what do you got coming out that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, my, my Bloom 100, the top 100 prospects for uh, fantasy football will be coming out this week. We'll be live on our YouTube channel on draft night. Uh, reacting in real time to all the thrills and chills that we get every single year. It's already been the most exciting uh, and stunning offseason we've had. I can't wait to see what the draft has in store for us. Are you coming out to Vegas? Are you going to make the trip to Vegas or are you staying home? 
I'll be here in New Orleans where there's also lots and lots to do right. while you're waiting around for things to happen. Right. I mean, if you're not going to be in Vegas, New Orleans is not a bad place to be either. So there you go. Absolutely. Sigmund Bloom, footballguys.com. Great stuff as always. My man, definitely appreciate you joining us here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. My great pleasure. There he goes right there. That's my guy, Sigmund Bloom. Good dude. Been talking to him for many years, talking NFL draft. And, yeah, he's right. If he's not going to be in Vegas, why not be in New Orleans, right? Not a bad place to be. 4.45 is the time. We'll come back, close out the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Man, we've had a fun show today. I really have enjoyed doing a bunch of deep diving into the NFL draft from many different angles. Earlier today, we talked to Sam Kahn Jr. from The Athletic, talked all kinds of NFL draft prospects from the state of Texas. That was at 2.30. Tim Watkins joined us at 3.30 from BearsIllustrated.com. We talked all things Baylor Bears that are going to be in the NFL draft. And then just wrapped up with Sigmund Bloom, just talking draft in general, but took another approach. And that's a beautiful thing about it. We could go and be real lazy about it and get real general, but I don't like to do that. We've got, what, 17 days before the first round of the draft? I mean, I want to make sure we keep everything fresh. So the more we can really deep dive into the draft, the more that I feel like all of us, including myself and DeMond, will be experts on the draft when it comes around by the 28th. We'll have every angle covered. You know what I mean? Like, yes, exactly. Because like Ziggler said, you can't know who like who the per- who the players that are going to be in the fourth or third round right. if you don't know who the best players are. And I want to have someone on maybe one day that's like, hey, I've been really doing a deep dive on all the, the third day guys. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you this. This is a good tease. In the business, we call this a tease. On Thursday, we'll have Dane Brugler on. Brugler on, excuse me, from The Athletic. And he's just put out a guide. He, call, he does it every year. It's called The Beast. He put this thing out, and this dude is super swamped. He's been an NFL draft scout forever, for a very long time. So on Thursday, uh, Dane will join the show to talk all things. I mean, really, we could scatter shoot and we could pick his brain about just about anything, and it's going to be awesome. I mean, this dude, and I'm going to download The Beast, and it's, it's part of if you're a member of The Athletic, you can get it. Um, I'm going to download it and I'll make sure that DeMond, you have a copy of it as well. So you can kind of do a little bit of deep diving, but this dude goes over so many prospects and I'm that nerd that I like to go and get other people's draft guides and I'll buy three, four five of them each year just to compare and contrast. Cause everyone has their own feelings. You know, Matt Miller is different than Dane and Sigmund Bloom is different than Jordan Reed. And you know, Daniel Jeremiah is different than Mel Kuyper. I mean, it's just, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different opinions. I feel like we can get a lot of, a lot of good conversation going. So that's one of the main things that we're going to be doing here uh, for the next few weeks. Again, all week long, we'll be going three hours strong here uh, on the show. Vinny Bonsignor is on vacation. So uh, his, his family's on spring break. His daughter and kids are on spring break. So they're, uh, they're having a little bit of a fun time. And that's what everyone needs to do. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go on vacation May 18th through the 24th. You can put that in writing. Uh, I'm going to do it. I've already booked my flights. So once the flights are booked, <laughs> I'm going because I ain't going to get that money back. Trust and believe that. Where are you guys going? Hawaii. Okay. I've never been to Hawaii ever in my life. Uh, the wife, she had one request. And we haven't been on vacation in, I think, at least four, at least four years. At least four years we haven't been on a vacation at all. We might take a day off here, a day off there. We haven't been on a vacation in at least four years. Matter of fact, I think we went, the last time we went on a real vacation 
I want to say it was like our one year anniversary. We went to San Antonio and I left my phone in the in the room so I didn't have to worry about work. We are coming up on 10. So that was really the last time that we really did something where I wasn't focused in on work. And so she asked very politely. She sleeps with a razor blade in her mouth, by the way. But uh, <laughs> don't let this hey, don't let the smile fool you. She is cutthroat, literally. She asked me very politely, husband, can we go on vacation? Husband, could you please take me one stinking place that is not involving work? So I said, mm, okay. So we're going to do it. So that'll be May. That'll be May 18th, 24th, and then I'll be back, and it'll be stones to the wall. We are going to go hard in the paint when we get back because then you know you've got uh, OTAs, you've got mandatory mini camps, then training camps right around the corner, then all of a sudden it's – it's back to the grind every single week back at Allegiant or wherever we're going to be at. I mean, we're going to be all over the place and we're going to be super busy. So this is the time right now for anyone who needs a vacation to get them in. So Vinny's on vacation right now uh, and hopefully he enjoys his time because once he gets back, boy, it's on and popping. Real quick about your vacation, going to Hawaii. So it's going to be beautiful. Are you going to try to at least take a swimming class? No. No, no. You're just like, I don't need it. I, I don't need to swim. No. What do I need to swim for? You don't want to do like maybe a little surfing or something. You no. don't need swim. No, that's what you do. Board. You do you do those uh, extracurricular activities. I don't do all that. I'm just gonna chill on the beach. I'm gonna I'm going to be. I'm that guy that you know all the stereotypes that you see. Like people have the certain image of Hawaii. I'm that guy. I believe that image. Like I'm gonna sit there in a luau. I'm gonna have some fruity drink in my hand and I'm gonna chill. And my my phone's gonna be in the room. I'm not gonna worry about Twitter. I'm not gonna worry about anything else. If we're off the air, I'm not going to panic. You will. <laughs> or Jared will. Hey, or man, Tyler. I'm a, I'm or I'm a couple thousand miles away. What does this got to do with me? Right. <laughs> I'm going to leave all that to you guys. Doug will hold it down, and I'll be just fine. I've always believed that you don't go on vacation when you're in radio, but you know what? What's I, the big – no, I'm, I'm stuck on this now. Biggest water activity you've ever done then? Mm, I mean, I know how to swim underwater. I just can't. I'm not gonna break it down on Michael Phelps. You, you know. What I mean. Oh, I'm, oh, I, I thought. But you I were, can underwater. I can. I can do this. I can. Oh, okay. I can do that. I, I thought you were like breath. helpless. I thought you were like yo. No, you no, get I mean, it, water, no. Help. If I fall off the boat, I'm gonna be able to. I'm. I'm not gonna die. Okay. I might get choked up a little bit, but I ain't gonna. You know, <laughs> my face ain't gonna turn blue. I'll be straight. I just don't. Pref- I prefer not to. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Because you know when you, you know, especially you get us, tired. It's a real tired. Well, it's not activity. even about tired. I mean, look, man, we're bros. When bros get into the water, man, we get ashy. When we get out, we got to use a lot of lotion. Uh, I mean, you got a lot of hair. I don't. Your hair is gonna beat up and everything. So you, I mean, you got. There's a lot of things you got to worry about, man. It ain't for everybody. <laughs> it ain't for everybody. I actually want to get a pool at the house. You know, I, I want to buy a Scarface house. I want to get a pool so the wife can enjoy it and the kids can enjoy it and. People, when they come near the house, they can say, hey, Q, I'm around the corner from you, man. Why don't you let me come over? Oh, okay, Devon, that's cool. Come on over, man. You can jump in the pool. And you're making it sound like you're not going to be using the pool, though. I'm not. I'll sit around the pool and just kick it. Like I do outside in the backyard right now. I just sit around and chill. I love it. I don't need to get in the water. I have no desire to get in the water. The only water I'm getting into is the shower. But you want a pool. Yeah, because it's cool. It's cool to have some. I would like a tennis court, but I'm not going to go out there and play tennis. You know, that'd be insane. I would love for you to be a millionaire just like you're a big man. Millionaires have people, they have stuff that they don't use all the time. Tennis court? Nah, never played. Never played. Never played. <laughs> Swimming pool? Yeah, it's like as big as the ocean. Nah, I never get in it. Nah. What else would you have that you like, it'd be cool to have? Um, I don't know. 
There's just things that I would have that I don't use for sure. We all have things. There's nothing in your house right now that you have that you don't use. Okay, yeah. Okay, see? That's what I'm saying. Got a little arcade machine. We got like a little pool table. See? These things that people just do not touch. Exactly. See? And that's why I didn't buy a pool table. I almost bought a pool table the other day, but I was like, no, you know, we're not going to use it. So we got a foosball table and uh, and an air hockey. See, if you had told me you were around the corner, you could have came to the house and participated in game night. The wife would have whooped you in uh, in foosball. I don't know. She is fantastic. She whoops my tail all the time. All right. Well, you know what? You said fantastic. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> that's the one thing. She says she's not good in games with balls involved, but that one she's really good at. Just saying. I'll let that marinate for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> marinate until tomorrow. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who chimed in. Hey, if you're out there on the road, man, be safe. It is really Dust is flying everywhere, and I say that lightly, but it is hard to see anything. So if you're out there on the road, be careful. If you're at the house, stay there. Do what you got to do. We'll be back here tomorrow, 2 o'clock on the dot. Of course, you got to wake up with the morning tailgate, then pass the sticks on to JT the Brick. Then myself and DeMond will close things out tomorrow afternoon, 2 to 5 p.m., right here on the flagship of the Las Vegas Raiders, Raider Nation Radio 920. I'll holler.